Recording from our headquarters in Old Town Orange, welcome to the Hot Rod by Boyd Podcast. Well, welcome to the podcast. We're, we're here at the Hot Rod by Boyd headquarters, City of Orange. And today, we have a very special guest. Chris, our, our main host, I, I think you need to introduce our lovely guest. Mama Coddington, Diane Coddington here. In the house. We couldn't have one of our first podcasts without her on here. Oh, it, it was yeah imperative. Yeah. So, um, welcome to the show. Welcome. I, did you, oh, can you say you. it? You can. You can. You can talk. <laughs> it's okay. You're not a sh- you're not shy of talking. In most, well, I cases. think once once she gets started, it's it's you know we're going to take a back seat yeah. to to hear all of her, her amazing stories. So. My amazing stories. Hmm. So it is the Hot Rods by Boyd podcast, and we're here because. Um, my mom brought me into this world, but because, Damn straight, don't uh, but also, it. but also, <laughs> I, I, I also believe strongly that behind every successful man is a very strong woman. Yep. And here you are the first lady of Boyd Coddington here. Right. Um, that really was kind of there hand in hand when he went from just being, uh, you know, a machinist, the, a machinist in Southgate. No, it was uh, actually Compton area. Compton area, to um, being who he was when he, you know. Well, then he went to Disneyland thereafter. Disneyland, and yeah. he was. Um, he worked on the team on the night crew that checked out all the electrical stuff, all the mechanical stuff. Okay. Yes. Well, well, so let's, since you're going to be a reoccurring guest, let, let let's go from the first. How did you guys meet? How did you and Boyd meet? <clears throat> okay, let's see, Diane. Ragoni. That's you, that was you. That's that, me. That was you. Registered nurse. And I decided to get out of the acute hospital and go into, I want to try industrial nursing. Okay. So I went well, to hold on real quick here. What does acute nurse and industrial nursing mean? Yeah, what's the difference? Okay, acute hospital is where you go to have your babies, where you go and have your heart attacks, appendectomies, an acute Do facility. they call that now? They call it that. So like a trauma center kind of? like. I'm no, giving you or, sort of a medical terminology. Okay, uh, they okay. go to, from the hospital to <laughs> industrial. What does industrial What's do? What's industrial? I was a nurse at Owens, Illinois, glass company in Vernon, California. And what you did is you took care of all the hundreds of people that were there making glass. Oh, so you you worked for a corporation. A corporation. Okay. It, it wasn't was, a it hospital. Was, it was, I had, was the nurse. I had my own little office. We had people that were there. Uh, doctors would come in there. People would, got hurt drastically because you're dealing with molten Are you talking glass. about thousands of employees or hundreds? You know what? Hundreds? I don't remember. I would say, let's talk about, well, it was three shifts. Could have been into the thousands at that time. Okay. Big facility over there on Soto Street. Soto on what? Oh, dear. Don't remember the side street, but it was in the city of Vernon. Anyway, so I'm sitting there. Working diligently every single day. And there was a, a girl that um, worked in the, when they used to have, in those days, they used to have reel-to-reel uh, computers. You know, the tapes? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. The whole wall, 15 feet, was nothing but these reel-to-reels, and then these punch cards would come out. Well, Anita was in there, and I was thinking about buying a condominium. Just a thing coming out in 1970, 71. So 
They said, ask Anita. She knows all about condos. She just got one. So I talked to her about it. She says pros and cons. She says, just like anything else. She says, but there is a real good pro on it. She says, I have got a space downstairs, which is like a single bedroom with its own bath and its own entry. And I rent it out to this really nice guy. I said, really? She says, yeah, good. So that's nice. She says, you know what? I think you two probably, it's a good, I know. She says, if he, if I, if I wasn't married, he'd be, he'd be great. I said, Anita, I'm not married. Hmm. Oh. So she right. gave me, she gave him my number. He called a couple of days later and we set up a date. I was living over in Downey at that time. I was on the upstairs and it was just at that time when that earthquake came out in 71. You don't know Summer. I don't know which one it was. No, but Summer it, was when we were born. No, Summer was. Was it before? Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, the earth shook and the, uh, we were all outside there were four apartments to one facility and the two people on the top and we were talking and I saw this man walk by. Didn't pay too much attention. What city was this in? Where was this? Downey. So the condo that she had was in Downey. Yeah. 19, 1971 was the Silmar earthquake. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm here for. So we were talking all about the, the jumping and the jiving of the earthquake and this guy came back and he says, do you know where apartment D is? And I said, that's me. This guy is a full bearded. I couldn't even, all I could see was his pretty blue eyes. I said, that's me. He says, well, I'm Boyd. Okay, I'm Diane. So he took me out. We went to eat. Los Alamitos. We went to the sportsman bar after that. Had a couple of drinks. What? And- oh, across the street? Yeah, you remember the sportsman bar? It's still there. Yes, it's still there. Yeah. And he took me to Bob's Big Boy. So he used to be on the, the racetrack. <laughs> racetrack. No, we went to the Sportsman Bar. Oh, I thought you said you Los- went to the, on, in Los Al. Yeah, you went to Sportsman. Okay. Then from there, we went to a place in Pico Rivera and we went dancing. No. <laughs> your Come father. on. Come, <laughs> come on. Is that where you got your dancing I've, skills from, you know, Chris? Yeah. No, I don't know. Maybe. Hey, this is the first time I'm hearing about the dancing part. So his friends uh, were talking to me and he said, has he spilled a drink on you yet? I said, no, but he did. He spilled a drink on. He says, welcome to the group because that's Boyd. That's funny. (laughs) And then it was just uh, him calling every night, coming over, Taking me to the beach. He loved to go to Hermosa Beach, Redondo, all those areas. Uh, that's great because I grew up there. Um, I he went, lived there for a while. I, I went to Bishop Montgomery High School in Torrance. And uh, I lived in Torrance when I was in high school. And then spent a little time in junior college. And then w- as soon as I got out of college, I moved right on the beach in Redondo Beach on the Esplanade. Oh, my, I love that stretch of land. It's so beautiful. So he took me to the beach almost every night, whether it was Palos Verdes or whatever. And I think after we married, I never saw the beach again. <laughs> right? Well, but you know what? I mean, uh, growing up in Cyprus, area, what's it? Seven miles straight to the beach. No, that's it's, true. It's it, really it, close. It's, it's I close. mean, it's like the one of the first cities inland from the beach cities. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and plus, it's freeway accessible because all the freeways go like one way, the other way. Like, yeah. Yeah. So. Okay. You, so you, then you, after that, let's see. That was January. Maybe... Towards the end of and, January. And what year is it? Six, seven, 71. 71. 
Still talking about the earthquake still more. Yes, oh, that's right. So, uh, you're right. Sorry, right, right, right. I need to remind you again. And yeah, then we sorry. just were dating, <laughs> dating, 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 and we got married May of that same year. May 8th. Of 71? 71. So you guys were only together for four, four months. Really? Wow. Yeah. We went to Las Vegas. We had a... Well, nice and, and uh, grandma and grandpa were, li- they were in Vegas. At oh, this yeah, yeah. Yeah. So was your aunt. Yeah, because they moved. When did they move to Vegas? In the 60s? Well, it was before 71. I know that. <laughs> so obviously. Yeah. Okay. So then you got married. Where, where, okay. Where did you get married? at? Little Chapel of the Flowers, I believe. Because where Ellen and I got married at the Candlelight Chapel, it's tore down now. Right. Well, I'm sure circus, this place is not there anymore. Circus, circus. Yeah. Yeah. There used to be a lot more chapels because my parents got married on on the Vegas Strip. Yeah, too. we got married on the Strip. Uh. So then we had about, we must have had about 27 people there. People came from here. Some people were there on bowling tournaments. <laughs> they came bowling tournaments. People you knew? Or just like, people? Yeah. Like hot rodders at bowl? Or, no, like they a, weren't hot rod. This Remember, there is not one word of hot rod in this conversation. Am I right? No, 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 no. Because I didn't know what it was. Oh. Okay. okay. Oh, wow. okay. We'll get to that. Yeah. Okay. Whoa. I like it. Not one mention of hot rod, automobiles, nothing. Nothing, nothing yet. You're, you're right. You're right. Do, I'm you sorry. You don't even I know apologize. he's into cars. No. He had a nice van, though. No, I'm not into cars. <laughs> he had a 1971 Ford van. He had a front. He had a, he had a brand new van. Yeah, it was brand new. Wow! And let me tell you something about him. Probably nobody knows this, and I can't remember the name of the place. When it came to his clothes, he went to this place where women would measure him and dress him, and he had fine-looking clothes. Well, I remember you guys got married, and he, you know, you know the Jerry Seinfeld episode where he wears a pirate shirt. He gets talked into wearing a pirate yeah. shirt. Yeah. My dad got married in a pirate shirt and a vest. Oh. Well, and, it was and, the and, style. And, then, and then I have Greg. a picture of Greg, my brother Greg. My I posted it on Instagram, yeah. I think. Greg wearing the the my dad's wedding day outfit. It's the pirate shirt with the leather suede <laughs> vest. Absolutely. He was looking good. So Stylish. so dad was in his tailored clothes back then. Oh, yeah. absolutely. And he went to this special place, paid primo for this. But I mean, he wasn't making that much money back then. It was He was a machinist. Yeah. Uh, and he he worked. It was okay. It was good. But then again, no kids, nothing else going on. He did have a son. Well, true, true. He did. Uh, I'm just saying that he didn't. Uh, you know, he's out here. That's right. R- trying to reestablish himself out, right? Exactly. But I mean, um, so here we are, seven seventy one, nineteen seventy one, yeah. May, June, May, freshly married, newlywed. Yeah. And, and where am I going with this? <laughs> no, so so you left Vegas. You left Vegas. So then d- did you guys end up at Cyprus at that point? Uh, well, I had the condo, remember? In Downey. He was renting. He was no, rent- no. I had the I had the condominium. That's I was picking that lady's brain, remember, Anita? Oh, okay. Because the, I was buying the one over in Cyprus. In Cyprus, yes. Tanglewood. Tanglewood, Tanglewood yes. Yeah, right off a of ball. Right by Los Alamos Racetrack. Yeah, around the corner. Yes. And so we lived there for a while, and then he wanted to get a garage, you know, what the hell, because we didn't have a garage. We had a carport. Yeah. And so we... He needed somewhere to work. Exactly. Yeah. But he didn't say this yet. In uh, 1972, we bought that house where the two boys were born. And that was in Cyprus. 
right off of Cerritos. And now all of a sudden he's talking about a tall tea. I said, what, do you want to drink? What do you want? Tall tea, iced tea, right? Yeah. No, he says, there's this, this 29, I believe it was a 29, mm, the I first one. I think it's earlier than that, but yeah. this. And it was the two door. Four, okay. Two door? The center door? Center door. Center door, yes. 29, I think, wasn't it? Whatever. So this is it's 1972. Your older brother was born around then, or no, no, he was born in '65. Yeah, no, no, I'm no, an no older no, half no, brother, and no. then, but I wasn't born until '74. I'm mine. the oldest. Yeah, but you, Greg, is, Greg is, Greg, the and then Greg was born in '77. Okay, yeah. So I'm just then, trying to get the timeline right too, because well, yeah. this is '72. We just moved into our nice house over there in Cyprus. Um, you were born in '74. Yeah, so we just, uh, you know, had fun. Went to the mountains, took little vacations, did this, did and that. And at this point, you were a nurse full time. I was full time nurse, and exactly. Then this is dad was working at Disneyland at this point. He was at Disneyland graveyard. He worked graveyard because of his mechanic, because of the mechanics. Yeah, because they used to on the work, rides. Yeah, basically yeah, yeah, at, at Disneyland. Let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah, so at Disneyland, he used to, basically they would operate the rides during the day. Then I guess they would do reports on things that needed to be fixed on these rides because these were all hand-built rides. There wasn't any kind of... Technology roller, at that there point. There wasn't any roller coaster companies at the time and they built their own stuff. So they do reports. Hey, this needs to be fixed. This needs to be that. So they had a little machine shop there. They had a little fabrication shop. So they had a maintenance crew. And um, yeah, he basically worked on that crew in the middle of the night fixing all the stuff to get it working for the next day. Wow. And do you know like that like for a fact that your dad worked on Space Mountain or, or like Space uh, Mountain wasn't even there. I don't think at that No, time. Space Mountain probably came in the late seventies, I think. But I mean I remember him telling me stories about like the haunted mansion and oh. how he, Is it is he, it really haunted? No. But 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 like <laughs> the guys would play jokes on each other and I remember him telling me they would wait till guys were walking through there and then trigger some of the effects. You know, something, <laughs> something like that. But, um, okay, so back to what we were saying. So basically, talking about the tea, the tall tea, center door tea. And I remember I was pregnant with you. And we went over. Which would have been like late summer, early fall of of, of 73. Excuse me. Well, okay, but. Yeah, 73. Okay, but the tea was finished a day before you were born. Yes. So like I'm saying, it, it would have been... April of 74. It, it, April of 74 is when that would have been So, <clears throat> Tom McMillan, Street Rider Magazine. McMillan, yeah. Yeah. He had told Boyd that uh, he wanted to buy the car, so we, we drove it on over there. Did we drive it over there? Okay. I remember going over there, and because I was so pregnant, Tom said, why don't you sit in there in the living room? Well, hell, there were eight couches in there. This yeah. <laughs> it was a huge place. So I found I found a couple of couches. I found kind of cool. They went outside to talk about it. We drove on back home, and then Tom came over to our house and paid for him, and he gave him cash. And I can't remember, but it was probably about eight thousand. Oh, back in '74. Yeah. For wow, that's and you know, Boyd says, I don't know which is bigger, the lump in my throat, seeing the car go away, or the lump in my pocket. <laughs> so we tried. That's a quote right there. That's a, yeah. that's a great one. And so we, he says, what do we do with this money? And I said, 
well, I don't know. It's nighttime. What are you going to do? Find a place to hide it. Hide it. Hide it. We got to hide it. Like someone's watching you. Yeah. <laughs> come in and take well, it. Well, we you. didn't have $8,000 in those days, not oh, in one lump sum. Yeah, I get it. Because, yeah. I mean, what did you buy your house for at that point? Oh, the house was um, thirty-two. I thought, yeah, thirty-two thousand. Right? Yeah. Yeah, twenty-five percent of your of your house uh, value in in cash in your house. No. Yeah. So yeah. he was all excited about that. He was nervous about it. And then I was born. And then you were born the next day, I believe it was. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> that was <a> great. <laughs> the best weekend of their lives. Yes. Yeah. In that decade, dude. That, you can't argue with that. So that's the tall T. That's tall T. That tall T tail. No. Oh, right yes. There. So. So then, okay, that's 74, April 74. Um, and then at that point, so he sells his car. What's the next project? You're asking me what the next project is. The next come project, on, come, on, come, on. come on. It's either the what, what, Fantastic no, no, Tea or the Silver Or what's bullet. the next milestone? Like, Yeah. What, what's... So you, at, there was the, the Fantastic Tea, then the Silver Bullet Roadster. Silver Bullet Roadster would have been done in 77. So that was more Gregory's time. Yeah. So there was something in between that. Yeah, because that car was finished at the, the house on Rexford that we're talking about right now. So it was Vern Luce's, wasn't it? No. No, Vern that Lu- finished up over in... Yeah. yeah. So then you guys sold the house on Rexford, Cyprus, moved a couple miles away. Well, first, can I have my my son, other son be born? Go ahead. Talk about Gregory. I don't care. <laughs> and Greg was born. Well, yes, in November of 77. And then we moved from there. In 78. 78. Yes. In July of 78. And we went over to where I am today. Yes. And, and, and that's where I was going to. So um, at that point, that's when things got what we call, quote unquote, serious. Because that was at the point now. And you know what? Um, when we interviewed Bob Bowder a few years ago, um, he talked about that. He talked about talking to dad going, Boyd, you know, I mean, he, uh, Bob's the one that introduced Vern to dad because I think Bob was, was Bob, Bob was over at California Street Rods or something like that. Yeah. Or somewhere. And then, then I don't know what it was, but he basically introduced Vern to dad, but he was telling, you know, watching dad work on these cars all day and then going to work at night and then, you know, doing that whole routine and saying, Hey, why don't you just, that was another thing that we didn't mention while I was pregnant with Gregory that your dad had a second job at J&J Chassis in Cerritos and he would work nights there because I told him because I had had to stop work and I said you're gonna have to pull this all by yourself I can't we can't just go on yours mine alone or yours whatever yeah. so and he this would, is 77 this would have been, uh, yeah, in 77. And so he would take, he would go work at Disneyland, then he would come back and he would go and, um, we're still at the other house, and go work at J&J Chassis, then come back in the, uh, you know, in the evening. So he did have to take the two jobs because I was not working. Well, one of the best pictures I have of dad, I think you probably took, is when it's at the Rexford house. He's got the chassis there, and I'm presu- uh, just assuming it's it's for the um, Silver Bullet Roadster. And he's got the wrench in his hand, and he's got his back to like the sun, the light. And you, it, it's like if you took it from when you're coming out from the kitchen out into the garage, and he's just got his wrench in his hand. And he's kind of looking at the chassis. 
you know. Is he down? He's kind of like squatting down and he's looking at it and it's like got his wrench in his hand and it's just like, it's one of those pictures where you look at it and you go, Hmm, wonder what he's thinking. Yeah. And, and you know, you can, you know, given what he's done and what he, what he did in his lifetime, you can look at that and go, you know, kind of a cool picture because it's, it's just one of the things where you're like, you know, I always bring up the, well, I'll let you tell it, but the story, you know, you guys early on. So I'm sure I'm assuming it's during this time, but you know, when you guys would go see Auntie Ori up in San Francisco and you're driving and remember the bologna sandwich story. Oh yes. So go ahead. Well, now that's reverting back to when we first got married. Yeah, but 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 it's 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 okay. Dude, go ahead, go ahead and say. All right, what, so we what, just got married in in May, right? Well, we decided that we would take a little honeymoon, probably not at that one time, but we were going to go up to see Aunt Ori. Yep, up in South San, South San Francisco. South San Francisco. Yeah. And I said, well, the only way that we can really do that, when you think about it, is we are going to have to carry our lunches. Because we cannot afford to go breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Can't do it. Just not happening. So I said, I'll make sandwiches. And we'll stop at the side of a road. And we did. We would have a breakfast out, light breakfast. And we would always have stop at a park and eat our bologna sandwiches. And then move on. And I'll tell you, by the end of that trip, though, he says, that's it. I'll never eat a damn bologna sandwich again. But I said, hey, we had a good time. Yeah. We did. It was a good time. But that's kind of like the driving force. I look at that. I look at him looking at the chassis, saying, "Just kind of thinking that the bigger things are are out there." Oh yeah. You know, and uh, you know, kind of like even even if as simple as he's he's holding that wrench, looking at the chassis, just going, you know, I'm not going to eat another damn bologna sandwich. Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, uh, he eat. paid his dues. Oh no, for sure. So yeah, no. Um, so where are we? We're over there, yeah. On orange, right? We're over now. What we're doing is we're going ahead and we're going to go ahead and we're going to move on to Orange Avenue at this point. Okay. So then we move to Orange Avenue. Yes. Right, and Orange Avenue is kind of where um, it got serious. Yes. Um. He was pretty adamant on what he wanted to do. He wanted his own place, 1,000 square feet. So we looked for property. And then when it actually came time to buy this house, which I have to tell you was $105,000. That was a lot of money. Triple what you yes. bought your, your first house for. And I said... Which was only, I mean, only... When did you buy the house in, in on Seven, Rexford? Seventy two. Rexford seventy two. So this was only f- six years. Six years later, yes. triple the triple the money. Huge lot, still is huge. It's I think three quarters of an acre. Yes, three quarters of an acre. And anyway, he wanted to build this. He wanted to do this. He wanted to do this. I said, okay, I guess okay. So got all that done, turned out nice, and that's where he was working, yada, yada, still at Disneyland. And then that October of 78, he came in, he says, well, I'm cutting ties with Disney. Well, no, that would have been 77. We moved in in 78, 
and he was still working at oh, Disneyland. Oh, I, I, okay, I see what you're saying. He was still okay. Okay, he was st- he was still working at Disneyland when you moved in. Okay, yes. I get. And it. all the time he was building that back garage or having it built, he was still at Disneyland. In October of that year, he came in and he says, "I'm cutting ties with Disney. I'm not going to work there anymore." And I said, "What? What do you mean you're cutting ties?" Yeah. So. He says, well, he says, I'm going to start my, my business. I said, do you think you ought to maybe just take a little hiatus from Disneyland? Just give him, you know, I want to take a few months off to do this. He says, no, I'm cutting it. He says, I'm not going to have a crutch. I won't have a crutch. And it just, he just wouldn't let go. At that time, we, we did it. And I had, at that time, I stopped nursing and I became a bookkeeper. What did I know about bookkeeping? Yeah, no. Nothing. 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 I was a nurse. I mean, you balance your checkbook every month. That's about it, right? I'm lucky we did that. <laughs> You're right. And all of a sudden, you know, he's saying, answer that phone. Answer the phone. Why, why, why do I have to answer the phone in, in such a hurry? Because that could be a client. We can't lose anything. Go get it. I wasn't used to this kind of work. Yeah, I mean, that was even before answer machines, right? I oh, mean, oh, yeah. Yeah, way I mean, answer machines answer didn't come machines. until, what, maybe the 80s? Oh, at least. So, right. yeah. And he was just adamant about making certain that that phone was answered. He, Oh, he was really obsessive about that. Yeah. Made me nuts. But, oh, no, you know, he was obsessive about that for, for decades. Well, I, I see where you get it from now. Oh Is yeah, that <laughs> yeah. See, when Steve comes and helps me during the week, I hand him the phone. I make sure that phone gets answered. And that's the first time I met you was over the phone. You called. I was like, uh, yeah, "Hot rods, my boy." And you're like, "Who am I talking to?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because that was one of those deals where I didn't, I didn't fill her in on you before you started helping out. And you said, "Well, I'm Chris's assistant." And you go. I don't know. Chris has well, an well, let's, let's backtrack because uh, two months ago, the, the the room that we're sitting in was pretty much a storage closet full of yeah t-shirts, everything. And it isn't now. Well, oh, it's, it's a lot cleaner. Come, Come on. on, Mama Coddington. Yeah, but did you see hey. outside over there? Hey, well, that's why I pushed it all out there. And there's a picture of your father staring at me like, "What the hell is going on?" No, no I yeah, I have him here, so he makes sure he looks everybody in the eyes and says, "What are you Spooky doing?" Spooky as hell, because he says, "Look at what you've done. Look at get get on that kid's ass." Wait, wait a second here. Is what? he saying it negatively, negatively or positively? Oh no, 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 no. That's a negative look. No, no I know that. What look. about that look right there? As we're looking at him on the wall. Oh, that, right that's now. the fun. That's the fun. There one. you go. That's oh. it. All right. So come on. Let's get back on track. Okay. Don't worry about the cutout. I got a dad in the other room. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but, 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 but I just want to toot my own horn. This podcast studio is sweet. Yeah, I know. It, yeah. It, yeah it, we, but Steve, it, Steve took, it took two months. About two months. <laughs> yeah, Steve and I have been, Steve and I have been working on this for a while. And he's, I got to give props to Steve. He's been <clears throat> instrumental in making this happen. So. So we can document document cool stories. Such as? Such as, so now he's quit his job Mm -hmm. at Disneyland. He, you've quit, you quit your job as a nurse. I've got two kids. But at this point, let's talk about this. At this point, this is when Vern Luce has given him money to build this coop. I actually remember Vern Luce over there on Rexford. Yes, he started over there, but then... What I what I understood was the money 
that was the the money to concrete that whole area was given by Fern Luce towards the car, but it was also done. You know, the money went into building that shop so he could build. And the also, car. when I told you he had that second job, yeah, I said the only way you're going to be able to do this hot rod stuff is by doing it on your own because we can't do it just on our stuff. Yes. So he knew what he had to do. So. Once the garage, and then there's a picture of me on a, on a little scooter bike, when just after the concrete's laid and the and the, the structure's built, and and that was I think 1,100 square feet, which is still stands today in the back of her house, on Orange. That's where the Vernlus Coupe started, among other cars. Um. So yeah, so here, so so at this point, hot rod hot rods by Boyd has been formed at yes. this point. This is seventy-seven, seventy-eight, um, right? So, so, and then we started in with a little bit of the clothing line there too. Shortly thereafter, the Hot Rods by Boyd T-shirts. Yes, because we felt because I, I don't really want to mention names here, but our neighbor was having a cow because Boyd was working in the back. Even though he wasn't disturbing anybody, it was bothering him. Because he was retired and had nothing to no, do with his... No, I think he his... still... I still... I think he was working then still. Yes. Okay. But anyway, I went out to the city and I got a license because they didn't want to see... He said uh, a lot of UPS trucks and stuff coming, like if it's a place of business. So I got a license so we could sell our... Yes, yeah, so you can sell what? You can... Our t-shirts. Yes. Yes. So okay. that that sort of fit in really nicely, and that way we didn't have too much of a problem with the neighbor. But he he would take pictures through the the yeah he sneak through the bushes there through the bushes, and, and, and that's would, such an eerie feeling oh, yeah. to go outside and sweep or water, and you hear click. Yeah, click. It, it, it's, it's so weird when a weirdo's taking pictures of you when you're like trying wow. to like just like just be normal. But he never come on our property, <laughs> never, never, never. So he would be out in the middle of the street taking a picture down our long driveway but oh. he'd never come out on the street but but yeah just, i mean he never come out onto our property j- just enough to like be creepy but not trespassing that's right oh. one time i came home and boyd was talking to him over the fence we have a regular brick wall and boyd is literally climbing the wall screaming at the man <laughs> <laughs> i said what are you doing he says, "Is that?" I said, "Just get down, leave the man alone." Yeah, that was because uh, your father could go a little nuts. Oh uh, yeah. Oh, that that was any time thereafter. But it, <laughs> it was it was it was just kind of a weird thing back then because you know you're talking about late seventies. You got some guy building hot rods in his backyard. And I mean, you know, Hot Rod was maybe one step higher than a biker at, at, in, the, <laughs> well, in the 70s. It, it, it's, it's like a, a, a different kind of hippie. Like, oh, man, you're one of those guys. Like, you're yeah. like an outlaw. Oh, let's see. Rebel. What did they tell Boyd one time when we were in Rexford? Oh, you're the man with the junk cars. Yeah, we know you. <sighs> junk cars. Yeah, junk, junk cars. Junk cars. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, um, one thing that my dad's been, I mean... Of all the individual cars with the awards that they've had, one thing that he's been accredited for, you know, given acknowledgement of is is the legitimizing of hot rodding at, in, 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 as an industry, you know, in, in the industry. And it, 
as far as SEMA goes, you know, this, you know, because like you said, like talk about now your starting business, Hot Rods by Boyd. You need capital. What do you got to do? You go to a bank. What, what, okay, so you're 1978, 79. You go to a bank and you say, hey, uh, I'm Boyd and I'm going to build cars and I'm a hot rodder and I'm going to build hot rods for a business. It's going to be called Hot Rods by Boyd. Can you give me some money? Yeah. How, how do you sell that dream? What do they say? What do they tell you? What do they tell you? Sorry. Yeah, sorry. Not happening. Nope. Yeah, like, so they thought hot rods. Wait, you're a biker. Yeah. Like you're 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 the car version of a biker. Yeah. Well, no, 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 no. So they always thought we raced cars. People for the longest time. Oh, you're in the racing thing. No, we do not race these cars. These yeah. are No, the show cars. These are the custom cars. built. Custom like, yeah, built show cars. Show cars. Yeah. And, and so Yeah, I mean I guess you probably still deal with that, you know, even in this day and age. But back then, yeah, that was totally it was sort foreign. of unheard. Of. I mean, now it's a little different. It's the way you pitch yourself and the way you market yourself. Because let's not ignore the fact that SEMA is now, you know, for years it was tied with CES, which is the Consumer Electronics Show, as one of the biggest trade shows in America. Right. Okay. There's, there's a reason a big portion of the Las Vegas uh, convention center has been expanded over the last decade is because, because of SEMA. And I remember, I mean, originally SEMA started over at Anaheim Convention Center, and then it moved to Vegas. And I remember being 14, 15 years old, and I remember, you know, because you can't really technically, I don't think, get into SEMA unless you're 16 or 18 or whatever. But I remember Dad sneaking me in. And it was just in one hall. I remember you could walk the whole thing. And yeah. You could walk the whole thing in just like maybe an hour, hour, hour and a half. And then, yeah. and I remember when Boyd's Wheels, like mid-90s, like 93, 94, was on top of its game. Like the bigger than big, had the biggest booth at SEMA. And when you walked into SEMA, you walked through the front doors and there was, boom, Boyd's Wheels booth. Because that was the cutting edge stuff. That was That was the first made to order American made like fully machined product where it was a product line. It was, you know, the cutting edge of, you know, just the, the, the beginning stages of CNC machining. Yeah. So were, were you a part of it as just like a kid, like attending or like, were you working for your dad? At that yeah. Point? I mean, or, I, start, I or... started working for my dad when I was in high school. I remember, I think before I had my license, I think you used to drive me to, the shop. I used to go to school, and then I would go home, do my homework, and then I think I would work from questionable. Think, yeah, right. <laughs> I was a solid C student. Come on, Steve. <laughs> and also, Steve. Steve's got a call, uh, Catholic school background. Went to Holy Family. Uh, Bishop, I, I, Bishop Montgomery. Bishop Montgomery High School and Loyola Marymount University. Loyola Mar- so Mar- I've yeah. yeah. So he's yeah yeah okay. Yeah. And so, I, I and I sent uh, uh, Chris a picture today where I played Jesus Christ. He played Jesus in my second grade. Like, were you, you know, the infant? No, no, I was. I was Jesus. Oh, he was bearded cross. Jesus. It, it was like a, yeah, he had a better beard than he has now. <laughs> what, what's it called? The, the the not the the crucifix. No, it's but the 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 what we do in wintertime, The the stations of the cross. Stations. Okay. Of the, yeah. So it was it was one of those like things and. I was Jesus. 
God bless you, son. <laughs> okay, well, you you sidetracked me. Where was I at? I, d- SEMA. I SEMA. Yeah, no. Oh, so so yeah, no. I, Cutting I, edge. I, you know, I, I was working on a machine. Like I, when I was 16 years old, I was on a CNC machine. Um, so a CNC and, machine is? Is, uh, I'm going to ruin this one, computer numerically controlled uh, machine. So which it, was at the time you had conventional machining, which was you manually moved the machines, you know, in increments to cut, to yeah. cut parts. But then when CNC came out, it started out as like a tape, or, you know, like she talked about with the machine, the the computers at the nursing home. Yeah, uh, so hospital. like a CAD thing, like, like yeah, what you what you, we take for granted now, it's just like a digital program. I this know, was all right. on tape, and it was like this punch card, like tape. But then it moved into, you know, when the Macintoshes came out, uh, then it was all digital programming. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. No. Yeah. So back back then, so when I was 16, that would have been 88, you know, and then and then it started taking off. And I mean, Boyd's Wheels really took off from 90, 91, 92. We didn't start that, I don't think, until 86. No, I know. That's what I'm saying. It didn't really start taking off until Big time. We had hot rods by Boyd first, and then yeah, the, the, the second w- shop around the corner over on Electric. Yes, the the wheels were originally uh, well, hot rods by Boyd was around since '78, and then and, what, and what, what what city was that in? It, that was well, started behind her house okay. over there on. In, so so yeah, it's still a backyard. But now, when you're talking about Electric and and Monroe Street, that's Stanton. Stanton. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah, because he's, he's kind of jumping jumping me over. Here. I'm sorry, but but no, I I just I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to get a foothold on this too, man. Like, I, I, all right, we'll, we'll start we'll start here. So yeah, my bad. So, my so bad. no, no. So basically, what happened was started building cars there at Orange Avenue House. Um, we talk about the Vern Lewis Coupe. That that thing gets built. Vern Lewis Coupe gets built. It's you know between the time they moved in seventy eight. To 81, I think that that thing got taken to the uh, Grand National. So it wins an award, but they tell him, hey, listen, you cut the top. They are joking around. You you cut the top off this thing, make it a roadster. You bring it back next year. You're going to win. America's most beautiful roadster. So, so at that point, he starts talking to Jamie Musselman, right? And they talk, start talking seriously about building a roadster version. It's a, it's a 34 roadster, roadster. They build this thing. They take it back. Did they take it back the next year? I don't, I don't know if it's the next year. Right? They 82, ta- 83? So they take it back. My dad wins his first AMBR with Jamie Musselman's roadster. Yeah. Okay? It's basically the roadster version of Fern Lewis's Coupe. Okay, and that just starts it all right there. Because at that point in time, the AMBR, America's Most Beautiful Roaster, yeah. is, is one of the most prestigious hot rod awards of its time. And how many times did your dad win that award? Six times. And he is one of the only ones to win it back-to-back? Um, I believe I read that. Pro- probably, yeah. And, you know, I mean, no one's come close to six times. I, I read that today. So I- I'm pretty cool. sure that the internet doesn't, doesn't lie. <laughs> So, so that's pretty cool. I yeah, mean, no, and and you know what? I think the joke is he's won it seven times because you know um, Chip won with you. You know they repainted and put a top on on one of the boisters and won, which which Chip, is fine. Chip Foose. Yeah, or, but you know what? He helped also design the boister one too. So you know, 
It's all good. See, hey, I'm doing my homework, man. I'm, I'm no sorry. good. You know what? Steve is not a car guy right now, but he will be. But dude, I'm, but I'm then being... again, hey, you know what? That's why I'm doing this podcast because I've grown up in this stuff, and I, I'll be embarrassed. To say, uh, I'm not. I'm not embarrassed to say. I, I'm not embarrassed if someone asks me. The the differences. I mean, there's. I talk to people every day that know the differences between 68, 69 Camaro, right? Yeah. Like little subtle differences. Some of this stuff and those little intricacies with these different models of cars, they live and breathe it. I don't know that. You know, I but don't you know. know who does? Who? Your brother. Greg's pretty good. And Greg, Greg is and, real and, and good on that. Yeah. I'm going to get Greg on the show. No, that's... Well, that. we, we have a fourth microphone, so it's just begging we, for Greg. Oh, wait till we get... Beg for oh, Greg. Greg. You know what? Beg for Greg. <laughs> we should... No, the next podcast with you, yeah. my mama, yeah. is with Greg. However, the one podcast that we're going to do for Mother's Day is going to be an extravaganza. I kind of want to bring my mom on this show. Yeah, well, here's here's the deal, too, with Steve. Steve also makes craft ice cream. Oh, wow. It's called Blenderhead Ice Cream. Yeah. And are, are you a fan of ice cream? Would you, would you like to try a little sample? Oh, she loves ice we cream. We have some. Come on. Where? Here. Here. Oh, no, that's okay. I'm going to go home. I <laughs> No, I, I. I will next she's time. Gotta go to bed. Oh, no. I gotta she's go to got, bed. She's gotta go to bed. I, I'm actually gonna like let Chris and his mom talk, and I'm gonna sneak on this table and grab some ice cream because I think Diane needs to try a little bit of my ice cream. What's the flavor? I've got four. What are they? One is called Yoga Pants Mafia. It's a pumpkin. <laughs> God, yeah. now I, that I, sounds I, delicious. Sucking the ass. What? Wait, wait, whoa, 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 whoa! Wow. Yoga no, pants. Mafia. It's making fun of the, the, the moms at our school that always wear yoga pants because we joke around that like yoga could happen anytime apparently because they're always in yoga pants. It's and then ridiculous. they go and sweat in those pants? I don't know. And you're naming an ice cream after them. We, it's, 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 it's a tongue-in-cheek one. Okay, so but we have chocolate and we have chocolate peanut butter and I think... I hate to think what you name those. No, well... <laughs> The chocolate is called Belgian chocolate. The the uh, other one is called the Peanut Butter Blitz Creek. It's a chocolate peanut butter ice cream with peanut butter cups and organic peanut butter sauce. And then the Beach Break Blueberry, which is a beach uh, blueberry ice cream with white chocolate chips. So good. Well. Well, you guys. Well, you know what? You know what? You guys talk for no, a second. You, you need to limit your sugar intake. I'm sorry. Yes. So <laughs> no. No, we'll have some. Well, yeah. e- either way, Blenderhead, uh, my company would love to sponsor the Hot Rods by Boyd podcast, and we're making it official. I think right you already right did now. it. Blender, Blenderhead, Blenderhead. Yes, yeah, I know. Not Blunderhead, but Blenderhead. Blenderhead. Oh, got it. Blenderhead, Blenderhead. So, all right, where were we? Okay, let's let's talk Sorry. about the. No, no, it's no, because I'm just getting hungry too. So I'm getting hungry. Okay. So here we are, and I, I mean, look, we're probably going to have to continue this later because... No, you, this could go on forever and ever. No, it, yeah. and it will, it will go on forever and ever, but but basically... Well, I think we teased this, no, Mama this is Coddington good. is like, oh, because... Yeah, we, because you know what, I mean, here, here's the deal, um... We've got it to us. We got it to a point now where you're at Orange Avenue. You've built you've built a structure in the back, which is it, really the original Hot Rods by Boyd. It's it's in the back. It's it's 
look, growing up, I, I, I grew up around, you know, our house. We go over to John Butera's house. He had a bridge port in the corner, a little lathe, you know, built hot rods in his garage. I, I grew up around all kinds of these, all these people. Bob Bowder had a, had a place, you know, uh, you go, you go to Pete Chaporis's place. You know, Pete and Jake's out there. I don't forget what city it was. Was it Monrovia? I don't that know. could be. Right on there. You know, you go to all these places. I, I thought everybody had that those we in knew, their backyard. You had a, you had a, you were building cars in your your garage. You had a, like if you didn't have a bridge port in your garage, I was like, what are you doing back in your garage? What do you do in your garage? You know, so I don't know. That was just a scene we were in. And, uh, you know, um, it's just, I don't know. It was different different times, but that was when it was it wasn't really an industry. Now it's it's crazy. Now you go to now you go to SEMA, right? Which is every aftermarket manufacturer in the world is there. And it's nuts. It's for, huge. It, it is insane. You can't even move. Um Dude. as a, as an exhibitor, you pay a lot of money to go there and exhibit your products and you know, the argument is, is it relevant anymore? Is it relevant? Because now we have social media. If you want to tell people about your product and what you're doing, you can do it at a fraction of the cost that a booth costs you at SEMA. So I... Yeah, but I think sometimes just being there, you know, it's the attitude. Right? No, but but it's also the, the mental thing like, well, if I'm not at the party... Then I mean, people. Well, we gotta be there. at the dance. We gotta be at the dance. Yeah. Otherwise, you can't dance with people. You're not at the dance. No, but, you, but, you're but, but, but 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 now they're redef- like the world has redefined what the dance is. You know, so it's like, for example, it, it is we're making made-to-order specialty product here, made in America. It's all made to order. You're you're building this car, and we're building wheels for it, and. You know, the frustrating part for, for me as a, as a manufacturer is, let's say I go spend the money on the booth space. For me to go there, you know, $30,000, $40,000 to go to SEMA, mm-hmm. right? We go there for four days. Okay, there's a lot of people that go through there. But there's also a lot of people that aren't intending, you know, there's a lot of people that aren't our demographic, that aren't buying what we're buying or what we're selling. Right. Um, and then the most frustrating part is, hearing the week after you come back is oh i was at sema were you there yeah you know, it's too you, big, right? you know how much exposure you can get on the internet with forty thousand dollars and not only that not just not just internet exposure but just going to car going physically to other car shows are you poo-pooing sema i'm kind of poo-pooing sema i mean i think sema time and place no it's not time and place you know um so, I think it's awesome where it's come. I I've, I was there from when it, it it's not from its infancy because I wasn't born then. But, but I'm I'm just saying that. Well, well you did I, have I, uh, a couple rims that showcase at SEMA, like uh, and, yeah, no, it, it's you know you you know what it is. Now now let, let's just call it what it is. It's awesome for the exposure for their industry. Yeah. It really is. But as it as a traditional trade show, it's just not. It's well, just not what it was. Well, I'm I'm gonna toot your own horn because you did have the most beautiful Chinook 2.0s with the Cerakote finish. 3.0. 3. Uh, 3. 3.0. Yeah, 3.0. Damn. Yeah. Dude, that, that. I I jumped a I jumped a version ahead of you. 
But yeah, no, it, it's you know what it is. It's morphed. It's morphed. So if yeah. you say, "Oh, it's a trade show," yeah. then it's kind of like okay. Yeah. But but you know what? It's 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 awesome. So I'm getting I'm I'm going over you're, here. You're I'm, off topic. I'm, yeah. uh, no. you're, you're digressed. I don't know where. In well, where was I at? Chris, 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 welcome. Come, come back to the podcast. Okay. Paging Chris Coddington. <laughs> okay. Where are we? We're so, on Orange Avenue. So we're on Orange Just Avenue. Just finished Looses. We did Musclemans. So at, the, at this point, he's built between, you know, um, John Butera and Dad. They built a few sets for these cars going on. Um, Jamie Russman's Roaster. I think originally there was three sets done. Um, so this is, what, early 80s now? You know, in the yeah early getting? 80s. And the conversation is between John Butera and my, and my dad. Hey, look, I think people would buy these things. You know. John was always a craftsman, always the, the he was the he was ra- your dad's mentor. He was, yes, he, he was. He really was, and, and and but I mean, but I mean, as far as John was, just like, you know, people loved him or hated him, and well, he, he was quirky. He, he was hard to deal with, and he either loved or hated you, and you knew it right out of the gate whether he loved or hated you, and it was kind of like one of those things where, um. Dad said, "Hey, look, we should sell these things. We should build and build. More. Nah, no one's gonna buy those." And Dad was just had this vision, like, "No, look, I'm kind of I'm building these things because I can't buy this to 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 take the cars where I'm going. I have to build it my own." And you know, John was you know fabricator, drag racer. Yeah. All right. So Dad just kind of had that bigger vision and wanted to go for it. And then here you go. He started selling the wheels under Hot Rods by Boyd. And um, it, they were, you know, then I think, I, I forget when the original, the original um, uh, wheels were, were advertised. They were, they were advertised under Hot Rods by Boyd. I forget what magazine. Um, and at that point, um, it was kind of like, where do we take this? So I have a picture of the back. Remember, remember in the back where the carport was at against the back wall. Originally, it was enclosed. So you, and he you, had his office back. Yeah, there. when you walked in, you had like a little storage area, yes. and then you walked around the corner, and he had a little office. office back there. Mm-hmm. So I have a picture of, and I don't know if the, and I don't know the deal if these were CNC machined or what, but I remember they had like three or four styles in in sizes with centers when they were made three piece this is back you know three piece is real popular right now it has been for some time but originally these were made from like racing shells like sprint car stuff and and they were three piece wheels so they would make the centers they would buy the rim halves and they would bolt them together but they got to a point where they were like no look we're going to stock the centers and we'll just put them together as people want them and they started advertising it so i have a picture a cool picture back in the back garage with that back there um you know so i've lost track of time here yeah yeah i really i knew that was before that was before we moved moved. out of there yeah so we moved i think in 80 83 82 83 no it was 84 because it was i think it was after the olympics i I remember The torch, remember the torch ran by yeah, behind yeah. the house. Yeah, eighty four. That was. Do you remember Martin, that, Martin, dude? I was on Martin Luther King Boulevard, like oh, watching. That, that's yeah. awesome. And you, you know, do you remember? I took you there. I took you and Greg, and we were sitting waiting yeah. for the torch. And who comes down the street in the car, who? waving your father? <laughs> <laughs> 
You remember that? He come no. da- he come down well, Lincoln. Well, this is no, Lincoln Avenue. Lincoln Avenue, and he's waving, and we're waiting for the torch person. That's no, hey, no, just... no. You know, you know, what's, you know what's awesome is we, okay. So uh, on the corner, we lived on Holder and Orange. She still does on Holder and Holder and Orange, and then on Lincoln and Orange, which was the next block north, was a show. Uh, there was a driving movie, driving. driving movie theater. Which, uh, kids, if you're under uh, 25 years old, you probably don't know what a I miss those. A drive-in movie theater is yeah. oh, awesome. So we were on the sign on the corner. Because it was raised up a little bit. We could see. Yeah, oh, so nice. we, we so a bunch of kids jumped on the sign. And people were just, I mean, everybody everybody's waiting yeah, for the torch. Waiting so for you, the torch. You guys remember that. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was so, there. So, too. dude, yeah, I, I remember to this day. Yeah. I don't remember Dad honking. Yeah, I, no, he wasn't honking. He was waving. Okay, yeah. I don't remember that. But I remember, <laughs> I remember a, a, a guy pulling up to the intersection, stopping. <laughs> Getting out, and this is when breakdancing started, right? <laughs> or, sorry, dude, this dude did full on like the word, back, like yeah. backspin, breakdance out of his car. Yeah. He did gets in his did car. he throw the cardboard down before he did it? Because no, he that... didn't. He didn't get real crazy with it, but okay. I just remember because you know, as a kid, breakdancing started. You started seeing yeah. that, Be- and I was Be- like, Beat Street was like probably like the Beat number Street, one or electric, two <laughs> electric boogaloo, yeah. and all that. Yeah, yeah so. That's funny. Yeah. So, so 84. So I think we moved to, uh, Stanton in 84, 84, 85. And then from there, cause 86, the wheels came into being. Yeah. Well, I gotta tell you, I think we can probably talk for about, Oh, we can talk the rest of the night, but we could, well, we could. mama Coddington. Yeah. She's well, it's past your bedtime. <laughs> it's past your bed. Yeah. Are you going to go to the soccer games tomorrow? No, I do. I have to, <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't mean. Don't that. worry, my, my, Stella, my, Jenna, Jenna. I hope you guys weren't hearing that. Which yeah. one is it, Stella or Jenna? No, Jenna tomorrow. I want to, but the only thing is the uh, guys coming, uh, the contractor to walk through, and I gotta pay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, okay. that's true. I'm not making that up. He's coming at. T- I know. Okay, 10 and okay, okay. I don't think anybody thinks you're you going to so make like my mom. I love you. I, 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 I'm going to slap him. Yeah, no, don't really. slap me. She will. And my mom will slap me too. She'll, she'll slap you too. Yeah. yeah. We grew up Catholic. We grew up a very similar lives here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, he was on the other side of the freeway though. He's over there in South Bay. Yeah. But. Well, anyway, well, we'll, uh, have well, to, well I got we'll thank to you for coming at a later time. Thank you. Yeah. Well, well, Mama Coddington, it was my pleasure to uh, have you here. Your stories are amazing. Um, yeah. It, it, I can't wait till the next time. Okie dokie. All, All right. right. Well, that's, that's it from uh, the Hot Rods by Boyd's headquarters. Yep, in Orange, California. Thank in, you very much. Have they, a good day. Have a good night. And, it was a good uh, night. We'll, they, we'll see you again soon. We're going to bring you on with, we're gonna bring you on with Greg or some other special guests. Oh, yes. Greg get you has all, a lot to get share. Get all, all wound up, and we'll uh, have, hey, have some good stories. And you know what? If you guys are still listening to this podcast, I'm going to throw Chris into the bus right now. If you can post a rad question for Mama Coddington, Chris Carrington will send you a T-shirt. A rad question. A rad question. So there yeah. you go. Yeah. I have my out. Yeah. It's it's not rad. It's got to be really rad. It's got to be really rad. I mean, no, like eighties like rad. No, it's got to be super rad because. Uh, oh, I got a lot of stories. I haven't even shared half of them. Yeah. <laughs> well, we want to. That's want... why. That's why we're doing this because you know. Well, what? I don't want to throw your dad under the bus. Oh, you're you going don't to. have to. No, you're going he's to. already there. <laughs> no, yeah, he's not here to defend himself. I know. But you know what? You've always been fair, and we we know you'll be fair. Oh, yeah. that's my that's my middle name. 
Thank you. Yeah. You're welcome. Thank well, you, Mama. From the Hot Rods by Boyd headquarters, good night. Good night. And thanks for the listen, guys. Hot. Right. Good night. Oh.